And welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys, your home to everything English Premier League and a little bit extra on the side. My name is Matt, as always with my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, we are back. The weekend is extinguished. Easter has come and gone. The bunny shall rest another year. But we are back. Some awesome Premier League action, some great FA Cup action. The weekend was loaded, so we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, uh, this was a pretty busy weekend. Um, I had off on Friday for the Easter holiday, which was pretty sick. Nice little three-day weekend. Um, yeah, uh, I went golfing on Saturday. It was my stepdad's birthday. And um, went golfing, shot an absolutely horrid 112. Uh, I did shoot a 50 on the front nine, which for me, anybody who knows me, I just got into golfing like two years ago. And I do it a lot, but I'm, I'm still I'm still an amateur. And um, I just, I usually just get worn out by the end. I love doing it. I love it. I'll do it. I, I would do it every weekend if I could. Um, but yeah, I uh, it was fun. But um, I was leading after three holes, and Damn. then then I then I broke down. But yeah, that was fun. Then Easter Easter was a good time. Uh, hung out with my family, my girlfriend, and uh, yeah, just just looking forward. Uh, this weekend I'm going to a we- or I'm in a I'm in a wedding, so I'm looking forward to that. But um, yeah, spring's coming. The weather's the spring weather is not coming. The weather's tease. The weather's a teaser. I'll tell you that because like it's uh, ridiculous. Uh, I it was it was warm as shit all last week, and it was like forty degrees today. They're calling for snow towards the end of this week in in around where I am at least. Oh I think God. there it was snowing kind of close to me earlier today, and then it's supposed to be like eighty degrees on Sunday. I I don't understand. <sighs> I, I I just I I, I don't know. I, I really, really don't know anymore when it comes to the weather. I mean, honestly, I, I had the Red Bull game on Saturday and all day. And when I mean all day, I mean literally about up until about an hour before we walked into the stadium. It was 80 degrees, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Walking into the stadium, it dropped 25 degrees and immediately started raining. And I'm just like, well, you know what? Fuck. Is, is, that why they, is that why they lost? They drew 0-0 zero, zero in a very, oh, very... I just, assume, I just assumed they yeah. lost. I, well, they're playing I didn't at, even well, look yeah, up the score. Because they're playing at home, and they haven't yet won at home. <laughs> Undefeated on the road. Undefeated on the road. Okay? Do you like that, though? I, did, I didn't even look at the score. Yeah. I just I just like, oh, Red Bull were playing. Yeah. Uh, in an absolute uh, thrilling 0-0 zero, zero contest. <laughs> sounds like a blast to be there live in the cold. But uh, Union, Union finally lost. Um, they're still in first, though. Actually, hold on. The Union loss was kind of bullshit. Did you see that non-red card yeah. early on in the game? Yeah. That was that was ridiculous. All right. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told the other gentleman in the Discord who clearly does not remember what the MLS is. Welcome to the MLS, where the, <laughs> where the rules are just made up and the yellow cards don't matter. Like, you're just... This is MMA with boots like and that could not have been a more clear direct red card <laughs> again <laughs> i will say this from the rooftops if you are surprised by the officiating in the mls you must be new here because if you think the epl refs are bad 
who do you think teaches the lessons? But, yeah, no, but but see, but see, see, the MLS at least gets VAR right generally. Okay. No, I mean what, generally. Well, it can't all be Whatever. bad, right? All right, but uh, guys, we have um, actually funny enough. Now, JD, I don't even know if you've even seen this yet because this actually just broke on my phone. Just got the update. Apparently, it broke about thirty-eight minutes ago. My worst nightmares came true. Oh, uh, that oh that broke earlier today. Uh, well, I saw that. well, excuse me. Well, at least from my end, the Daily Mail. So give or take, it's the Daily Mail. Not the always, Daily Mail. not always right. Not always. It gotta right, here but... we go. It gotta here we go earlier. No, today. no, 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 not that, not that. Oh no, not that. I'll oh, say that. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ten Hog. No, we're not there yet. I haven't even dropped that. Oh, 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 oh. oh. The Daily Mail apparently about thirty-ish minutes ago apparently saying that a uh, personal terms have been confirmed oh, yeah. between Holland Manchester City. City and Erling Holland. That's it. I did boy. see that. That's it, boys. Because if Man City get a healthy Erling Holland, that's it. Congratulations, the Premier League is yeah. dead. Yeah, it it is dead. I, Liverpool can be the strongest they could possibly be next season, and it, and it won't matter. A healthy Erling Holland in that system—that's stupid. I. It's it's actually absurd that 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 that's even possible that City can sign Erling Holland and pay him more than they could pay Kevin De Bruyne because that's apparently what they're paying him. Oh yeah, it's, it's going to be like four or five hundred k. Well, I, I can't I can't remember. Mina Rayola is is his agent. Lord knows what the agent fee is. Lord knows twenty million a week. Yeah, twenty like, million at least. Oh. Twenty million. Twenty million for. They'll say it was months of negotiations. It'll be twenty million for like a day, like one meeting. I just, I mean, yeah, I, I, I will talk about this more as it does come up. But this is, you know, this is breaking from the Daily Mail. Now, again, you've heard us before. We've talked about teams agreeing to the personal terms. Fuck it, Jaden Sancho agreed to the personal terms for two and a half years before signing with United. It's all going to come down to dotting the T's, crossing the I's. But with Erling Holland only having a seventy million dollar, uh, seventy million euro release clause this summer, um, yeah, Man City could trigger that in their sleep and not think about it. So, if personal terms are agreed and that seventy million dollars or seventy million euros is hit, ball game's over, boys and girls. Erling Holland will be in the baby blue of Manchester City. But the other news, we did officially get the here we go from Fabrizio Romano. Eric Ten Hag is the official coach uh, coming up this upcoming season. So not the current rest of the year. He will coach the rest of the season with Ajax, but he will be coaching Manchester United starting the next season. So um, really not too... I think we've kind of like, we've already like kind of like talked about our like piece. I think that unless... Like, unless there's people in place to help him succeed, like, I like the signing strictly because you have a guy who has European football experience who currently wins in the league he's in. Like, I don't know. I think it can work, but at the same time, I, I if you don't back him in any way, shape, or form, if he doesn't get the right finances, if he doesn't have the right people in executive positions pushing certain things through... Like I said, I've made this joke before, but it's not even a joke at this point. You could put Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola on the same coaching staff at Manchester United. If the Glazers are going to keep doing what the Glazers are going to keep doing, running the club from upstairs, dude, you could have the best 11 players in the world. It won't work. You need the systems. So, I don't know, JD. I mean, like I said, I like the signing, but at the same time, if 
if they're not doing anything to help him, he's he's not you. I'm not going to use the word he's useless, but his coaching abilities would eventually be useless if they can't help him. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I see him coaching the Dutch national team in, within three years. Didn't didn't fucking um, De Boer get that position? Did he get did he get that position at, back? at some point? At some point, he had that position. No, then, didn't he no, get it Com- back? Coman is get Coman oh, is Coleman's getting it back getting because it. Okay. Van Hall has okay. cancer. So, uh, or I'm pretty sure, right? Van Hall has cancer, and yeah. Coman's getting it back. I'm pretty okay. sure. Well, which is sad. It, that's a whole other story. That's we don't have to get into that. That's not a good situation. But why on earth can't national teams go outside of that nation for a coach? Is that like a thing? Because I'd like. Greece. Um, I remember when, yeah, the yeah I, the Dutch remember, national team is usually a Dutch coach. I mean, it's well. I, I just well, yeah. Wait, I was gonna say even I say England usually do that, but then then again, they don't always do that because they had well, um who did they have I, in two thousand twelve? Dude, I look at it of. from I look at it from this point of view, dude. When Greece won their Euros, they had a Portuguese coach. Like, just throwing yeah. that out there. Like, you don't need the guy from your nation, but um. Yeah, that those are really the bigger breaking stories going on. Um, you know that we've gotten over the last few days since the last time we talked. So, JD, we have some Premier League action to talk about. We have some FA Cup action to talk about. So let's get into the EPL action. Bright and early Saturday morning, JD. Not one team on mother fucking earth wants that four spot because good freaking god. Tottenham 0, Brighton 1. In a game where, JD, I woke up for this game early. I was working out while the game was on the TV. My goodness, you had to remind me which one of these teams was in the fourth spot and which one of these teams was middle of the table. Because Brighton absolutely shut down anything Spurs wanted to do. That was number one. And then number two, Eric Dyer pulled the hardest... Harry Maguire impression I've ever seen in my entire life. Just his controller reset trying to guard Trossard, and Trossard just bangs it in in the 90th minute. Brighton get the late goal, as always, but JD, I I can't believe it either. This is another team. Basically, whoever gets in that number four spot, they just go, I don't want it. Yeah, uh, I was was getting ready to uh, drive to the golf course when this game was on, so I did not watch it, um, but I was getting updates about it. And uh, yeah, uh, Tottenham just yeah they don't they don't want it, and we'll get to Arsenal because they don't want it either. But um, I, I I did watch the the video of Eric Dyer letting Andrew Trossard through in the 90th minute, and that is that is the perfect situation uh, or the perfect example of your controller batteries died right <laughs> right when they were attacking. Like, um, I mean, good, good on Trossard. I he he is a good player. I, I will say I don't think he I don't think he would be better on a better team but for a team like brighton i think it, it, that's a good fit for he's him. perfect right where he is yeah yeah so I, I i do rate him but i don't think i don't think he's gonna be looking at you know 50 million pound moves to manchester united even though the, i wouldn't be surprised stop saying it <laughs> if you say it loud enough the glazers ears start buzzing like wait what good maybe mediocre signed yeah Signed fifty million. Um, yeah, this is um this is a rude wake up call for Spurs because Spurs coming into this game were absolutely flying like a couple games of four and five goals to have their offense look absolutely battered. I mean, I'm talking Harry Kane was removed from this game. 
Hyung Ming Sun was removed from this game. I'm not talking like they were taken off the field. I'm talking about like defensively, Brighton played it absolutely perfectly where these guys struggled bad. So that's one of the teams in the top four race dropping the ball. What seems to be one of the only teams that this weekend who actually did a little bit of movement in the right direction, Manchester United 3, Norwich 2. In a game that sees Manchester United get a 2-0 advantage, giving two straight goals up, and then a free kick from basically the Lord and Savior, or if you listen to certain Manchester United fans, the problem. Cristiano Ronaldo banging in probably his first free kick that hasn't hit the wall in about five years. Uh, sealing his hat trick in the 76th minute. Giving him, giving Manchester United the three to win. JD, I'll have you start, and then I have a few. I have a few things I'd like to just drop in. But overall, I mean, you looked bang average against the worst team in the league. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, United fans, like I, I, I don't know what you want here because. Great, you you won a gritty game three to two, but it was against the worst team in the league, um, and you almost didn't win it. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine Eric Ten Hag sitting watching this game with like you know a box in with a piece of paper in front of him with a box that says no and a box that says yes, and just his hand going back and forth like, do I sign for this club? And like I'm I'm curious, like I'm curious if in his mind was like if they fucking lose or even draw to Norwich City, I guess draw would be the more realistic option. But like, do do I sign for this club if they if they draw to Norwich City, the worst team in the fucking league? Like, I I don't know, I don't know, man. I I don't know what there is to say. I you got you got the best out of Cristiano Ronaldo, which is saying something. I mean, is saying something because he hasn't looked what he, he hasn't looked the way he should look in a little bit and that being said doesn't he have like he has like 15 goals this season i think in all competitions he's got he just hit his 20th goal in all competitions yeah. so, i so cannot what, what, remember the last manchester united player i think it might have been I think it might have been Marcus Rashford a few years ago, or Romelu Lukaku maybe, but I can't remember the last time United had a 20-goal scorer in a season. Well, so, so what I'm saying, that's that's great. That, that's, that's what you're paying for. The problem is you should not be relying well, on a 37-year-old to give that output from your team. Like, that, that's... that. Those goals should be coming from elsewhere. Realistic. I don't care if it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Those goals should be coming from elsewhere. So, you should not have to rely on Ronaldo at this point to score a fucking hat trick to beat Norwich City. I'm like, it, it was a great hat trick. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, it's a, it's a big win for European hopes for Manchester United. How do you feel about that, Matt? But I mean, but that's exactly it because we're going to talk about the rest of the teams around that area. United were the only one who benefited themselves this weekend, but. Um, I got a lot of questions. Uh, I, I don't understand why Ralph Ragnick uh, started Pogba and Jesse Lingard in this game and then gave huge minutes to Modic and Mata. Um, those are four players who theoretically are done. Like, I, if their contracts aren't expired, they're already, like, their next move is already set. Um, I'm very, like, confused as to why you wouldn't give maybe someone else who is going to stick around at the club more minutes. Uh, this would have been the perfect game to really just play anyone like it's Norwich and if your C squad can't beat Norwich then that says other issues but I was really confused to see you know certain people start and certain people not 
Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's going to be the big thing, at least starting lineup-wise. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, what can I say? I mean, it's great. It's great for him. It's great for his confidence. Confidence is going to be everything. Um, going into, you know, again, they have... Uh, by the time you're listening to this episode, it's game day where Man United's playing against Liverpool. Uh, this is a huge, huge bump. Now, don't get me wrong, not a shot in hell's prayer. Liverpool would have to play with eight people, and I still would not back United. Um, but yeah, United let them back in, and that's the biggest problem. The defense is absolute garbage. The, the defense that Manchester United has is absolutely garbage. And the fact that every single position on the back line, including our CDM, is a huge question mark going into next year. Uh, Ten Hag's got his work cut out. Um, apparently there's already a report that Ten Hag would and will remove the captaincy band from, uh, Harry Maguire going forward, wanting to choose his old cat, uh, his own captain when he becomes the manager, uh, do it. Um, really quickly, guys, we're not going to talk too, too much about this. Uh, you've probably all heard, if not, um, here on Monday, Cristiano Ronaldo and his partner, um, have announced that they did lose a child you know they, they just lost a child um his, his wife was pregnant i'm not sure about the complications i'm not sure about you know what's going to be going on what's going forward or stuff like that but we can only just say you know we hope you know we send our prayers and it, it's a really challenging time no one ever deserves to lose a child and it, it's it's really sad and it's really nice to see that basically the entire soccer world stopped debating for, you know, a few hours and really all came together for Cristiano. Um, again, we only, we only hope the best and, you know, it's, I can't imagine he'll play against Liverpool. I, I have to imagine he'll probably get a game off or two or whatever he decides, but that doesn't even matter. It's family, and if you know Cristiano Ronaldo, if you follow him on social media, you know how important his kids are, so I, I can't even imagine what he's going through at this moment in time. I hope no one has to go through what Cristiano went through today, but we'll move on now. Uh, the next game we're going to talk, um, we already talked about one North London club dropping the ball. It would only be fair if the other one did as well. Southampton won, Arsenal nothing. Ben Direct getting the only goal right before the halftime whistle. Southampton looking the much better team. Uh, Lacazette being out uh, of the lineup due to COVID, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm not JD. I'm not chalking this Arsenal loss or these Arsenal losses to Lacazette not being in the lineup. This team looks flat, and they're getting flat at actually the worst time of the season. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, Arsenal and Tottenham, I don't know which one can be more inconsistent in different ways. Like, like Tottenham will go on three-game runs where they score five goals and then just get the shit beat out of them by Brighton. Arsenal will look like they're really building something. You know, Arteta has the, the team morale up, you know, everything's clicking, and then they'll just go on a three-game losing streak. Like, I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand what these fucking clubs are doing. I, I, I don't get it. Arsenal should be beating Southampton, and with 75% of the ball, 22 shots, I, six on target. I mean, good on whoever's in goal for Southampton. I don't even, is Fa it? Foster Frazier. It, oh, it's oh, Frazier Foster, my Frazier, apologies. Frazier Foster. I said God. it backwards. My God. Foster Frazier. Jesus. Is that, um, isn't that a beer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
well, Foster's yeah. is an Australian beer that you can get in London. Actually, I drank that a lot when I was there. But um, uh, yeah, no, I, I never know who's going for them anymore because they have McCarthy, they had Angus Gunn, former Man City guy. I, I never know. But um, yeah, I. Eh. This is this is also Southampton being inconsistent. Where holy shit, they just beat Arsenal. But I don't know. Um, no, it just seems like nobody wants that fourth spot. Uh, honestly, no one deserves it. It, it. West Ham fucking deserve it, and they but they don't be, uh, after this weekend because of their well, draw. Say, we haven't even gotten nobody there wants yet. it. But yeah, uh, don't let the stats fool you, boys and girls. I understand Arsenal might have had seventy percent, seventy five percent of the ball, and they might have had almost ten shots on target. Arsenal still just looked flat. They looked really, really flat, in my opinion, and they made it very, very easy. Now, don't get me wrong. Fraser Foster had himself a game. He came up and made a few big saves that some other goalies in the league definitely don't make. I don't know if this is a game. I don't think Southampton deserve, deserve to win this. I wouldn't say that, but I definitely don't think they deserve to lose it. Honestly... Watching this game, I thought Arsenal, especially with all that late pressure, I thought Arsenal would get at least an equalizer, but good on Southampton, dude. That That's a massive win for them, and that's another game that absolutely completely shakes up that top four race. Now, let's jump down, JD. We're going now to the bottom part of the table. Watford 1, Brentford 2. A late goal from Jansen would see Brentford grab all three points on the road. This absolutely shakes everything up because now, J.D., now Watford are slowly concreting themselves at the bottom of the table. J.D., honestly, this was one of the more thrilling matchups this week. And it, again, it came down to the final, one of the final kicks of the game. Good on Brentford, man. They're good for some theatrics. Yeah, this was a great game. I mean, I, I, I would say on paper, probably two pretty even sides. Um, but Brentford just went at the death. Christian Eriksen assists, by the way. Um, good, great, well, not good, great ball in for Jansen um, in the 95th minute. Yeah, I I, 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 I like that Brentford won this game. I'll say that much. I, I, think they're the, I, I think they're the much better side. I think on player to player, I think this is an even matchup. And it kind of showed this in the stats. You know, 17 to 16 on shots, 4 to 5 on target. And basically 50-50 possession. It was a good game. And, and it, it capped off. You, you know, everyone likes a 90th minute winner. You know, nobody hates that unless it's against your team. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really, I don't have anything bad to say. I Watford, I, you kind of know what you're going to get. Like, they maybe they deserved a point out of this. But I don't think they deserve to be in this league. So, that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, nah, again, I just, you know, Watford, this this oh, one point would have been massive for Watford, and honestly, it just really shows that this team has failed to do anything and everything to help themselves stay up. All they had to do was literally defend one of the last few kicks of the game, and they just, they just couldn't do it, and unfortunately, I think we're slowly sealing Watford's fate into going back down, so... We're going to move on now, guys, though, to Sunday. Newcastle 2, Leicester City 1. 
two goals, including a late 95th minute. Again, last kick. Late winners is a theme of this episode, boys and girls. Yeah, you thought one was good. <laughs> well, this is our third. This is the third goal so far this oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it was from the 90th minute on. But Bruno uh, Guimaraes getting the game winner off of a beautiful, beautiful counterattack, getting all three points against Leicester. JD. My goodness, I don't know what the topic of this game should have been because this was another game that, again, went down to the final kick. This is a game I really hope you guys did this week you did not miss. But, J.D., I got to ask, Newcastle good or is this just another Leicester City bad? Um, well, yeah, this is Leicester City kind of fucking up. But I will say you're saying you don't know what this game, what we should talk about is Bruno Gamera is the best Bruno in the Premier League. Okay, can we, can we, like, literally, Bruno goes on a slump, and everyone's like, he sucks, <laughs> he's shit. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just saying that because, god damn it, if, if people don't say the same fucking thing about the Liverpool players, like, oh, Saudi Amana, he's just, he's not, he's not what he used to be. It's like, oh, then he scores, like, five goals in five games. It's like, oh, fuck off, like... <laughs> No, um, Newcastle. I they just. I think they just found a way to win. I Bruno Gamera's goddamn his first goal. Man, it, I'm, you know this is where I'm glad VAR looked at it because I think I think in in in, in earlier years this would have been called off because at first glance it looks like Casper Schmeichel has control of the ball and and Bruno is just kicking it out of his legs. But when you look back at, at, at it, it is very clear that Schmeichel does not touch the ball with his hand. And that's that's the letter and of the that's, law. And that's big because earlier this season, a goal was taken away because Casper... I forget what game it was, but Casper Schmeichel kind of had his hand yeah, over yeah, the ball. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. And they and, called... And that, no, see, it's a, it's a bullshit rule, but it is the rule. He put he palmed the ball against the ground, no, and that that oh, constitutes I, possession. I'm talking that, about that constitutes I, possession. But I, I just I, I'm glad to see that VAR did not put their hand in this cookie jar. And again, for Newcastle, my freaking goodness! You realize, JD, if the league started on January first, Newcastle would be third in the Premier League. Like guess what? Guess what, Matt? Liverpool it would be first. It, it, yeah, it, I it get don't. It. it it don't. I know. I know. But still, it's unfortunate. But, but it don't. But still, I mean, honestly, because we're looking at the table now. Uh, Newcastle is just three points outside of the top ten in the Premier League. Let me just say that one more time. Newcastle grabs one more win while no one else moves. Newcastle is in the top ten in the Premier League wow just wow but guys we're gonna go to the final game of the weekend and this was another late goal but not you know 90th minute worthy west ham won burnley won jd another london club ruined their chances this week to get a simple three points to get themselves back in the top four race west ham dropping two points at home weghurst is becoming an absolute unit in this league, and Burnley might have found themselves an absolute diamond in the rough. But a uh, Suchek late goal in the 70th, what, 74th minute? Yes, yeah, 74th minute would see this game go level and stay draw. JD, West Ham dropped the ball on this one. Yeah, um, they, they did. I Honestly, I'm going to put this down to Burnley being what Burnley are. Um, no Sean Dyche, 
um, Ben Me in the in the player manager role, Sean which is hilarious. On this. Sean Deitch would have been proud of this result. That, Sean, yeah, yeah, he would be. Uh, the the the, the Wegers goal was the most Burnley goal I've ever seen in my life. I I mean, oh, corner kick, scrappy, just balls bounce it around, and Wegers just just nods it in like, and then they just sit back the rest of the game. I. Thank you know thank thankfully West Ham at least got one back and, and it ended one one. I'll, I'll I'll take it from a I hate Burnley perspective, but this seemed like Burnley were gonna run out one no winners. So I honestly West Ham are probably lucky that they came out with a point. So, but to your point, yeah, nobody wants this fourth place spot. Yeah, nobody just, wants it. Nobody wants it. I like honestly, like we're gonna take a look right now, guys. Like uh, I'm gonna break this down as easy as I can for those at home. I'm bringing it up as we speak. So right now, you have Chelsea at 62 points. They are five points clear of fourth place Tottenham with two games in hand. Chelsea have and own that third place spot at this point. But this is where it gets good. On 32 games, Tottenham have 57 points. On 32 games, Man United have 54 points. On 31 games, Arsenal have 54 points. And then West Ham on 33 games have 52 points. JD, there two episodes ago, I literally said that United's top four dream done and dusted. Don't even think about it. And then all the London clubs have to fucking give me that hope shit. I don't want the hope, okay? I just want to know where we're going to finish and just end it. Yeah, uh, the circus is in town, and it's uh, it's mostly in London. And then, you know, it, you go up north a little bit, and you got United. But makes, um, makes, makes, United, are probably, United are probably going to lose to Liverpool this, in well, the midweek. So we're, we're gonna, I, well, we're, we're going to talk about the midweek fixtures in a minute. But really quickly, guys, the FA, uh, FA Cup semifinals happened this last weekend as well at Wembledy. We're going to start off really quickly. Wembledy. Stop Wembley, saying that. Wembley. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Manchester City 2, Liverpool 3. Uh, JD and I both getting this one correct. Again, I didn't count it towards the picks, but we both did say that Liverpool, the healthier, more rested side, uh, definitely looked the better team. Uh, going up 3-0, um, allowing two later goals from Manchester City. Uh, Sadio Mane getting on the goal sheet twice. Probably the biggest story of them all. But JD... Um, outs- no, it's no, it's not. Biggest story is Zach Stefan. Well, I didn't get there yet, you ass. You want to stop? Well, me? you said you said the I'm biggest story about, was I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the biggest story being Sadio Mane, standout performer, man of the match. You got to <laughs> give it to him. But yeah, um, an absolute blunder from Zach Stefan. Um, showing the MLS a lot of pride in this game. But JD, it would be an absolute shame if I didn't let the Liverpool fan talk about what it means to be back in the FA Cup final. Yeah, it's been it's been almost ten years, uh, or it's been ten years actually. It was two thousand twelve that Liverpool West played in it. Um, I think that I think they won. I I'll be honest, it was ten years ago. I don't remember. I think they won that game. I I, I, I don't remember. But um, yeah, uh, I'm excited. Uh, this keeps the quadruple hopes alive, which I'm I'm really not thinking about too much, um, because re- realistically, Liverpool wins the League Cup and the FA Cup. Great. You know, fantastic. That's two trophies. I prefer the Premier League and or the Champions League. But the fact that they're still in the running for the, the latter three is insane. I, I mean, the fact the fact that it is 
as we're recording April 18th, this comes out April 19th, the fact that Liverpool is in the running to win four major trophies this season, absolutely ridiculous. I, I mean, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I, even if if they win the Champions League or the Premier League, just one of them, and do the and and then win the FA Cup, uh, the the triple, I, God, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a whole I'm gonna need a whole new set of underwear. I I, I won't be able to wear. I won't be here same. for those episodes. Just yeah, calling it now. No, I'm I'm gonna let honestly, if Liverpool win the quad, I just will take two full episodes off. JD will talk by himself for an hour. And we're just gonna come back, talk about the off season, because I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I, I really like. Yeah. No. Uh, but uh, in in this game, in this FA Cup semifinal, I really it came down to Liverpool were prepared to go for it, and City just didn't really care. Yeah. They didn't really care until they were three 0 down. They're like, oh shit, we probably shouldn't make this too easy for them, and. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I will say, Zach Steffen, goddammit. Like, I, as much as I, I'm happy that that happened, uh, it doesn't look good for the U.S. national team. Oh, I'm telling you right. Hey, 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 hey. The best U.S. men's national team goalkeeper is still available in Matt Turner, so don't you worry. Uh, Zach Horvath uh, <laughs> would like a word. Ugh, well, he can have a word being the second best U.S. goalkeeper. But well, um, Okay, okay. How about, the, how about this? Is Matt Turner doing the exact thing Zach Steffen did? Well, and will it turn out the same way? I, well, I, I, see, I don't... Is he I, not doing the exact I, same I, thing? Pers- I, I personally don't agree with Matt Turner taking off half a season to then go to Arsenal to be a backup. Uh, I think it would be. A, I thought it would have been much more beneficial to have him goaltend up until his very last day with the New England Revolution. Um, yeah, I don't think it's smart. I don't know why, as a goal, of all positions, a goalkeeper. I like as a goalkeeper, you move the least out of all the field positions. I don't know why it's not hurting you to be in net. Like outside of a few freak incidents, goalies tend not to get hurt. Like, just play, just play. Like it, it's it's hurting your career not playing. That's all I'm saying. But the uh, final game, um, Chelsea two, Crystal Palace nothing. Goals from Loftus Cheek and Mount Loftus Cheek hitting an absolute banger in this game, by the way. Um, but yeah, Chelsea getting the business done. It looked very very simple, very very easy. Crystal Palace really did not do anything in this game to really fight to want to be in it i mean they gave it they they gave as much as they could give jd but unfortunately quality oversees passion and the quality of chelsea just absolutely abused crystal palace so i don't know about you i mean there's really not too much in my opinion to add they just (laughs) chelsea look good yeah i mean it was just a game of who wants to lose to liverpool in the final that that's that's all it was and and it was gonna be chelsea and I, Liverpool will probably beat Chelsea in the final. I they've already beaten Chelsea in one final this year. Kepa Rizabalaga is probably going to start in goal, and that's going to be funny as fuck. I, I I can't. Or actually, no, sorry, Kepa did not start in the in the Carabao Cup final. What am I saying? Came in for the penalty shootout. I honestly, I hope the same thing happens. I I hope Mandy plays the whole game and gets subbed out. That would that would be so funny. Yeah, honestly, I was thinking like, how much does um. How much does uh, Keppa knock on Tuchel's door and go like, "Hey, I, I I need to get in this game. Like, I I, I need like <laughs> Tuchel Tuchel's gonna be like, the fuck you do. <laughs> like, this is what's gonna happen. 
No. Well, and the FA Cups played. The FA Cups played after the season ends. I think so. Right. I'm not sure. I, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm honestly not sure the exact date is. But I'm pretty sure it is. But I'm pretty sure it is. When, so, so then so there wouldn't be like a need to rotate. No, that's very true. I mean, you should be getting the best eleven out of both of these. People, yeah, yeah. Uh, both of these teams. So, I mean, honestly, we'll talk about the final. We'll break it down a little bit more when it gets. You know, when before that, we're not going to talk about it right now. Uh, really quickly, guys. This past week, uh, we'll talk about the pick numbers. Uh, JD and the fans both getting three. I only getting one. I absolutely my dude. The fans lead is getting absolutely obnoxious right now. JD at 143, myself at 145, the fans at 152. JD, we have some work. Uh, really quickly, though, guys, um, we usually release our episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays uh, due to a scheduling conflict. We are going to be recording on Wednesday night, not Thursday night. We will take the fan pick, the fan votes from the Burnley-Southampton game and apply it to Thursday's episode. So... We have your picks. I have them written down. I'm not gonna get them. I'm not gonna make you guys pick again. That we'll just we're gonna talk about that on Wednesday night to release it for Thursday. Um, so JD, we have five games to discuss. Uh, the first one, of course, being the EPL Boys Derby. Liverpool will be hosting Manchester United on Tuesday afternoon, three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to write down Liverpool for all three of us, and I really don't want to fucking talk about it. So I, if you want to say anything, you can. But honestly, if Cristiano Ronaldo, which I like I said before, I assume due to that family issue, I, I, I really doubt Cristiano is going to be in that lineup. And then go find me someone who's going to score. Go find me one person, because I don't even know if Edison Cavani knows if he's on the team anymore. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree. I, I I doubt Ronaldo will be in, in this game. Um, I don't think it matters. Yeah, um, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't hurt to have him in the team, but I don't I don't, th- I don't think it'll change the result. I I think Liverpool are going to make a statement here, as they did in the reverse fixture. It's at Anfield. The supporters are beyond pumped oh, yeah. for this t- end of season title race. The fact that we're in the FA Cup final, we already won the Carabao Cup final. We're we're in in the the better seat to make the Champions League final, uh, and and we're going up against Manchester United at home. Uh, the the players are going to be just ready for this. I you, we won five nil at Old Trafford at the beginning of the season. And then we added Luis Diaz. I I just I can't imagine this game ending anything less than what the reverse fixture was. I mean, I, I think it'll be another five nil, if not more. And and I'm not I'm I'm truly not just saying that being biased. I honestly think that might happen. Like this might be a really embarrassing loss again for United. I, I honestly think I, I'm not gonna disagree with you because there's no evidence that says like defending like going against that statement uh, i have to assume ragnick the only thing ragnick's gonna say to these guys is fu- don't make it too like bad. F- <laughs> like fuck it let's just ruin let's just ruin their day like let's let, let's just go in let's just cause absolute hell cue it there's gonna be a red card not knowing which side but there's gonna be at least one red card in this game uh there is going for a good chunk of this game, it's going to be close. 
You know what? For a good chunk of this game, it's going to be close. But I think just the same way that happened with Man United and City, which is like, it's close, it's close, it's close. And then the last 15 minutes are going to happen. And then like three goals. So yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. What might help Manchester United in their top four hopes is Arsenal will be going up against Chelsea Football Club. Chelsea being the home team. So this is very, very interesting. Oh, by the way, Liverpool... Uh, the fans chose Liverpool as well. Uh, I'll start it off. The fans are choosing Chelsea in this North London... No, this London derby. My apologies. Uh, JD, I'm going to agree. Uh, nothing to me says Arsenal are going to be in this game and Chelsea are going to have another point to prove. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea at home uh, against the Sarsal side. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea all the way. There's not much to say about it. Yeah. So, all right. Next game we're going to be talking about Everton will be hosting Leicester City Football Club. JD, I'll have you start this one off first. Uh, Leicester City giving up that late goal, taking the loss this last weekend. Everton technically in good form, beating Manchester United not too long ago. Um, I don't know if I would call that good form. I would just call that playing Man United. Uh, but JD, I'll, I'll, I'll have you start this one. Everton, Leicester City, uh, who you got? Yeah, I, I got to go with Leicester City. I, I, I know that they're so up and down, but they, they got to beat this Everton side. This Everton side has no... They, they just have no structure. Uh, wins that they get are, are flukes at this point. Uh, Frank Lampard is completely out of his depth. Uh, Leicester City will find a way to win this game. So the fans are going to be going with Leicester City, but you know what? I... I was thinking Leicester City, but then for some odd reason, I just don't trust Leicester City. Now, that does not mean I want Ever Everton are going to win this game. They're not going to win this game. I think this game will probably end in a draw. It'll, we'll have goals. I think this game will have goals. But I'm going to put my, my note down for a draw. Uh, the next game, Newcastle United will be hosting Crystal Palace. Now, this game is very, very interesting. Newcastle being home, they seem to be the hotter club. Crystal Palace has hit, have hit a little bit of a wall recently. Uh, they will be getting Connor Gallagher back, though, uh, not playing Chelsea. Um, I still don't think that matters. I'm going to be going with the hot hand, and the hot hand tells me to go with Newcastle United. So, JD, what are you thinking? I think this will be an entertaining draw. I think Crystal Palace... Connor Gower is back. Uh, Newcastle on just on good recent form. I think this will be a really fun two-two draw. Can't really. I can't see the holes in that. I'm going to be honest with you. But the fans are going to be agreeing with me, going with Newcastle United. Uh, the final game, or at least like I said, the final game we're going to be talking about here on Wednesday. Manchester City will be hosting Brighton. Now, boys and girls, Brighton in the past few weeks have taken all three points away from Tottenham. All three points away from Arsenal. My God, is this the worst time for Manchester City to play Brighton right now, J.D.? Yeah, um, so <laughs> I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I am picking Manchester City in this game. But, I, yeah, you're right. This is not a good game for, for City to be up against. It, 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 I mean, technically, they're coming off a loss. Um, to Liverpool, but I they don't want to play this Brighton side, yeah, because Brighton just have this knack of beating the big boys, you know, they they, they just do, and and they they just did it. So I, I I don't know. I'm gonna pick City. They should they should win, they should win. But 
goddamn will I not have a massive erection. Just just the the biggest the biggest possible. I I I'm gonna be on 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 the phone with my doctor for all, all day if Brighton even even get a point because well, Liverpool is gonna beat United. So even if this is a draw, I I will I I the, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I'm going to be going with City as well. And the fans, again, are going to be going with City. But to just close up this episode, yeah, what a horrible time for Manchester City who needs to go on an important run where they don't drop one point, go against literally the giant killer of the EPL. Brighton is the team that does not give a shit where you are on the table. They have the ability to grab a point off of you. And my God, when I was listening, to, when I was watching the Tottenham game, and Tottenham lost, and they're talking about the post game, and then they said, and then Brighton's got City coming up, and I'm sitting here going, oh, you gotta be kidding me! This team might go three for three with big boys in the Prem three straight weeks. It's gonna be entertaining. Every single game this weekend, guys, has some form of a massive implication, or during this week, has some form of importance to the rest of the table. This is really big. We are getting down to the crunch time. We are... Most teams have less than nine games left. Some have nine. But, guys, we are getting to the nitty-gritty of it all. But, guys, my name is Matt. As always, for my best friend through the internet, JD, guys, be safe, be well, and we will see you guys on Thursday. Peace out.